Hello, and welcome to Fine Wine, where I discuss media that may or may not have aged, like fine wine. I'm the frog in your sink, praying that you don't turn on the garbage disposal. And I have new episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today, I will be discussing the 1932 film, 13 Women, starring Myrna Loy, Irene Dunn, Ricardo Cortez and Jill Esmond. Now, on the poster for this film, um, Miss Myrna Loy's name is in small print and she isn't the first name on the bill. Um, now, I think this is a um, casual erasure of Myrna Loy's star- stardom. I mean, Irene Dunn is the top build lady on this work um, and top build actor period on this film um but Myrna Loy should have taken that spot um no questions um now this film it since it's from 1932 it's like pretty short it's only I think about an hour long yeah it's 59 minutes long um and obviously it's in black and white um but luckily it's not a silent film. It's a talkie. So we do have the pleasure and privilege of listening to Miss Myrna Loy. Um, now, 13 Women uh, is, it's not like Little Women at all. In fact, this is what Little Women wishes it could be. Um, I somehow was able to actually watch this film, even though it's like pretty obscure, I think. But I was very ecstatic to find it because I've really wanted to find Myrna Loy's earlier works because I know very early in her career she was typecasted as the mm, alluring andro- not androgynous, um, the alluring, um, ethnically ambiguous actress. So she's played like a lot of Asians. Um, even though she's half Irish, half Swedish, born in, like, Wisconsin or Wyoming, um, but work. Get that coin. Um, but she, she's also done, like, a lot of good things for, like, um, marginalized people in the film industry. And it's not her fault that these were the only jobs she could get. Um, but Myrna Loy, queen, love her. She's literally, I think... Hmm, probably top three, top two favorite actresses of all time. Um, so she is like, not a, she plays the villain in 13 Women. So not only do we like, get like, not, we get to see her range in this. We get to see her truly be a menace. And that's something I love, love that for her. So 13 Women, it follows the story of um, 13 sorority sisters that went to an all-girls college called St. Albans. So the intro music, we have like the opening credits, sort of sounds like Swan Lake. Like, okay, work. Um, But these 13 sorority sisters, they're all astrology girlies. These bitches love some astrology. Like, 
It opens up and we are at a circus with two of the sorority sisters who are actual sisters um, who are trapeze artists. Um, so one of their friends come in, comes in from the sorority and she's like, oh my God, I haven't seen you guys in like such a long time. Isn't that crazy? And then they're like, oh yeah, so we, since, so their plan was they all did horoscopes together. So they all like called this one guy. I think his name's like Swami. He's like a astrologer from New York. So they all mailed their info to him to do like a group like horoscope thing. Um, so by this point, it's been a year since they've sent in their letters to Swami. And now they're just starting to get their horoscopes back. So these two trapeze artist sisters, they are opening up their own horoscopes now. Um, some of the other, other sorority girlies have already done that, opened theirs like a little bit ago. And the horoscopes have not been that positive. They have been like, something bad is going to happen you happen to you or you will break up with your boyfriend or you will kill your husband you know things that you don't really want to see on your horoscope so the trapeze sisters are like talking are like chatting with their sorority girlfriend and they're like oh well horoscopes you know it's all just fake it's all just for fun you know um so the trapeze sisters are like, okay, well, anyways, we have to get ready for our act. So they don like little cute, not quite leotards. They're like leotards, but they have shorts because that's scandalous to have like, you know, showing more than, more than you'd like to in this era. Um, so they like have these sort of ugly, glittery, sequined, um, semi leotards on for their trapeze act. So their sorority friend goes into the crowd and she's like, oh my God, can't wait to see y'all. But then one of the trapeze sisters, her older sister, I think goes out to get ready for the act while the other sister's like, well, I'm just going to open my horoscope now. And she opens it and reads it. Uh Uh-oh, Miss Thing reads it and it says something bad is going to happen to someone close to you. So obviously, Miss Thing's going to get in her feelings now. So she's like a little bit like, what does what could this possibly mean? So she goes to start the trapeze act and they're like doing fine. They're doing like the acrobatics and stuff. But then it's time for the sisters special, which is doing the trapeze tricks without the safety net. Um, so it's announced and the younger sister, she's like, um, can we not do this today? But the older sister's like, oh my God, no, it's fine. Like literally. Um, so they start doing the act and since Miss Thing is in her feelings, she ends up not catching her sister and her sister falls to death in front of a crowd. And that's the cold open for this film. Like, wow. Miss Thing just killed her sister because she read her horoscope. Now that's just some voodoo shit going on. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. It's, um, hmm. I don't know. What would you call it? This is a self-fulfilling prophecy. But that is the name of the game for our homegirl, um, 
Ursula Georgie. Ursula Georgie is played by Mira Loy, and she is the main baddie of this film. Um, so Mirna, well, I should say Ursula since that's the character. Ursula reads the paper about confirming the trapeze artist's death. And she's like, all according to plan. Well, she doesn't say that exactly, but she like means that, you know? Um, so to make Myrna, Myrna already sort of looks like racially ambiguous. Um, she has high cheekbones, sort of, um... Betty Boop-like eyes. You know, she sort of looks like Betty Boop. Um, She has, like, very distinct Cupid bow, but I think it's her high cheekbones that make her a... that made casting agents, like, cast her as the racially ambiguous one. Um, But to accentuate her features in this film, they, you know, did a little bit of a Asian... Esque makeup on her so they made her eyes look they like slanted her eyes up by doing winged eyeliner and putting white eyeliner on, white eyeliner on the inside corners and then also instead of drawing her eyebrows so that the arch points down they drew it so that the arch of her eyebrows flicks up so making her look more sinister, but also making her face look more pulled up and back. Um, And her outfits in this are also, like, real good. So Ursula Georgie, she is, like, a half-white, half-Indian lady who went to this same all-girls school, St. Albans, with the sorority sisters. But we get to her backstory a little bit later when she um, does a little bit of um, exposition speak to one of the ladies. Um, So, obviously, the 13 women, well, less than 13 women now, since a couple of them have died already, have been a little bit on edge, you know? They're like, hmm, it's so weird that all of our friends have been dying since we decided to do this horoscope thing. So, um, a couple of them, like, meet up, and they're like, oh my god, it's been so long since we've seen each other. I think it's four of them that decide to meet up. Um, but they, like, send out invitations to all the sisters that are still alive, and they're like, let's meet up at this one house to have, like, a little get-together. Um, so they do that. But meanwhile, Myrna, Ursula, she is in New York where the horoscope guy is, Mr. Swami. And Mr. Swami, he's like renowned horoscope guy. He like does horoscopes and he's like in the paper and like he's known as like the best horoscope guy. So Miss Ursula, turns out she's sleeping with Swami. She's like seduced him. She's got him under her spell. So she's, like, hanging out in Swami's house in, like, luxurious outfits, being like, Did you write the horoscope yet, Swami? Well, that's not how she sounds, but just imagine, like, um, her character reminds me of Isma from The Emperor's New Groove. Very Isma. Um, so she is just, like, 
So what she's actually doing is, so she got the girl, she got the girlies to send in their request for horoscopes to Swami. And Swami fills out the horoscope, does all like the lines like your Mercury's in retrograde, your Scorpio's in my ass, that kind of stuff. Um, But for the actual like writing, like you're going to find love on Monday because your, your sun is in the moon and your heart's in Uranus, you know, like that kind of stuff. Instead, Miss Ursula is replacing all of the good fortunes with um, bad things, like you're going to attack your husband and get put into jail, like that kind of stuff. Um, So essentially what she's doing is she's mind-controlling these sorority sisters. Well, not really mind-controlling, but um, unconsciously um, guiding them to their doom, which is very girl boss of her. Very girl boss of her just to be able to do this through writing. Like, you go, girl. Um, but Swami, he's sort of like, hmm, I don't really know how I feel about this now because, like, 13 women that you're doing this to, that's, like, sort of a lot. But she's like, no, it's okay, Swami. Um, this is, like, this is righteous. She's righteous in this, is what she says to Swami. Um, so, also included in all of the mm, horoscopes to the sorority girlies is a little note also predicting that Swami will die on a specific date. Um, Mr. Swami, he doesn't know about this, but Miss Ursula does. She She's planned this all out. Um... So, one of the girls, I think her name's, hmm, can't remember, um, but one of the sorority girlies, she's headed to the get-together at the friend's house, um, so she is, you know, on her way, she's on the train to the ladies get together and she reads her horoscope again because she's read her horoscope before and she's like oh my god that's like insane why would I like believe that at all um her horoscope says that she's gonna that she's gonna die um like die before a specific date but she's like that's so insane that's not gonna happen um So she's on the train, but for some reason, she decides to bring her husband's gun with her. Now, why would you do that? Now, why would you do that? And while she's reading her horoscope again, she, like, picks out the gun, and she's like, oh my god, I would never kill myself. I just brought this gun for, like, safety, just to, like, also prove that this horoscope's all a sham, and that, like, I wouldn't die, because the only way I'd die is if I'd kill myself with this gun that I brought for no reason. Um, so she's, like, having a ball. She's like, oh my god, it's so hilarious. I'm gonna, like, prove to all my sorority friends that, like, the horoscope's, like, all a sham. Like, I didn't kill myself when I had this gun. (laughs) Um, so Ursula, she's also on this train with this lady. And Ursula goes in. Well, she pretends to randomly meet this lady. Um, she's like, oh my god, are you okay? Um, have you read the papers? Because just now, Miss Ursula has come from New York. 
And she tells the lady, oh my god, here's the paper for today. Have you read it? Um, so they have like a little combo. And finally, the lady reads the paper. And it's that Swami has actually died. He predicted his death on the specific date and he has kicked it. He fell into the subway. Now, how this happened is he and Miss Ursula, they were going to catch the subway in New York to go probably like pick up some dog food or something. Something lame like that, probably. And right before the subway came, Miss Ursula pushed him into the tracks. Surprisingly, nobody saw her do it. Um, she probably just blew on him and he fell. Um, I would, I would fall if she even just like looked in my direction, if I'm honest. Um, but Swami is now dead and his death makes this lady like, oh my God, he predicted his death on this date and he's actually dead on that date. So that means that this horoscope must be real then. So now she's like all hysterical in her little train cabin with the gun that she had no reason to bring. And she ends up bringing it up to her up to her head and looking at herself in the mirror and being like, oh my god, that's so silly. I would never kill myself. And then she ends up killing herself. Huh? Um, and Miss Ursula, she stood outside this woman's door the whole time when it's happening. And once she finally, like, does the, you know, when she actually goes, Miss um, Ursula, she is, like, smirking. She's, like, perfect. So Miss Ursula does the dumbest thing ever. And she goes into this lady's cabin, fiddles around with the body, and takes off the sorority pin that was on the lady's shirt, leaving a few threads um, misplaced. Now, this will come back to bite her in the ass big time. Oh, my God. If she hadn't done this, she would have gotten away with it all. But now the train has arrived, and Miss Ursula is in the city where the ladies are meeting. Um... But since there's been a suicide on the train, everybody is, like, being inspected by the police. And they're like, oh my god, so crazy that this lady killed herself. Um, we just want to, like, interview people just to, like, make sure that you're all okay. Um, so Miss Myrna, she's like, well, Miss Ursula, she's, like, on the off the train on the platform waiting for her bags. And a police officer comes over to her and he's like, are you okay, ma'am? Did you know the lady that killed herself? And... Miss Ursula, she's, like, straight up lying. And she's like, no, I've never heard of her in my life. Um, and right now, she's, like, wearing an amazing outfit. It's, like, mm, folded pleats. But, like, pleats everywhere. She has, like, a pleated hat and, like, a pleated... A pleated flapper dress sort of, like, thing. Well, not flapper dress, but, like, one of those sort of, like... I guess you would call it like um sort of like a baggy dress but it like fits to her skin. It makes um how I just described it is totally contradictory. It makes no sense, but it's like a bunch of folds like all over her dress and she has a ma- matching hat to boot. So obviously she won the dressing game. Um but then they leave the leave the little train station and Miss Ursula is planning her next move. 
So the sorority sisters that are still there, there's three of them now, they gather at this one lady's house and they like gather together to discuss the deaths, the deaths of their sorority sisters. Like they're like, oh my God. Or also not just deaths, by the way. So one sis, one sorority sister, she read the horoscope and then she was like, oh my God, it says that I'm going to um, cheat on my husband. So she cheats on her husband. Then she attacks her boyfriend. Then she gets sentenced to jail. They're like, that's so crazy that she actually did that. But that's just because they're so weak-minded. Like, our sisters are so weak-minded that they just, like, fell for it. Hmm. So they're just, like, chalking it up to superstition and all that. Meanwhile, they're all literally falling for it anyways. Like, the brains on these girls, non-existent. Um, but... Miss Myrna, Miss Ursula, Miss Ursula Georgie, she has herself a new beau. Um, so her new man, well, we don't get to see him quite yet, but we see the butler, well, butler, um, house, house, housekeeper, the housekeeper at the lady, at the lady's house that the sorority sisters are meeting up at, um, I think his name is Joe. No, that's one of the ladies. I'm so dumb. Um, so they're at Laura, Laura's house. Laura is the lady of the house that they're meeting up at. She lives in Miss, she lives in Beverly Hills. So she's like affluent, but she's a widow. Um, so Laura, she has a chauffeur that work that's working for them. So he like lives in with them to drive them wherever. Turns out this chauffeur is Myrna, Myrna Ursula Georgie's new lover. And she is using this man to help her with the, with the, with the thingy things, with the murders. Oops. Well, not exclusively murders. With the, um, well, could you, uh, yeah, you could call it. I was about to say, could you even call it a murder? Yes, you absolutely could, because she's influencing these people to 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 do bad things to themselves and to others. Um, but Myrna, she's now dressed in like an amazing, amazing outfit. I'll describe it a little bit. But there, she's in her little flat, and the chauffeur guy he comes in, and he's like, "Can we finally like be together, Ursula?" You've done so much to these ladies already. Like, can't we just, like, give it up and, like, go now? But Ursula's like, no. Have you any idea what these ladies did to me? How they tormented me when we were at St. Albans? Um, So her outfit right now, by the way. um, She is wearing, like, a very floaty sort of negligee outfit. Very floaty. I think lots of tulle. Um... It's, like, very scandalo for the 30s. So, but it's also very covered up and conservative for, like, nowadays standards. But it's very, it's, like, tulle with silk underneath. So very, like, luxurious looking and feeling. And her hair, she has, all around her hairline, she has, like, little gems, So, like, not just, like, one or two gems just, like, dotted about. But, like, her whole hairline is encrusted with gems. Like, 
come on, Miss Thing, you're looking luxurious. You're looking like... It looks like she just fell out of heaven, if I'm being honest. Um, but she is now telling her lover how these ladies tormented her. So being the half Indian, half white girl, she was ostracized by society and her friends, especially since she was also an orphan. Woohoo! So she was an orphan um, found in an orphanage in India and she was taken in by some people, I think by like a church. And then she ended up getting sent to St. Albans because she was like very smart. Like she was like uber smart. So she was like sponsored by people to like go to school. Um, So she ends up at St. Albans and she's like, I'm getting my education. People are liking me because I'm smart. Everything is coming up Ursula. But then Miss Ursula tries to join the sorority at St. Albans. Um, But she can't even get into the sorority house. Now, why is that? It's simply a door. All she has to do is open it and step through with her two feet. But these ladies at St. Albans, these sorority sisters, they will not, they did not let her cross the line. Now, why didn't they let her cross the line? Because she was colored. (laughs) They did not let her cross the line because she was colored. And the line wasn't just for her. It was for all colored people. It was like for... They they called it the colored line. So, Miss Ursula was obviously traumatized by this. And afterwards, after she was disallowed from joining the sorority and from crossing the colored line, she disappeared from St. Albans. Um, and... These sorority sisters, they're like, oh my god, why is she so upset? Why is she so sad about that? Hmm? Um, so obviously, not great people. So, (laughs) but Miss Ursula, she's even more devastated by it because she's been trying so hard to be accepted as a full white woman. So she's been working super hard on her education, super hard on her socialization, just to be accepted by society as a white woman, as a person that isn't of a minority. And all of that is crushed by these sorority girls because now she realizes she'll never be able to become full white because... She is half Indian and she'll never be able to get rid of that part of her. So she, not only does she grow a grudge against these bitches, but she also starts to hate herself even more. Woohoo! Great job traumatizing her even more, girlies. Um, Obviously, these sorority sisters are absolutely clueless as to what they did because they could do nothing wrong. So they have no idea why, like, any of them are dying. I mean, you could easily, like, chop chalk it up to karma. Because they were, like, very, like, bitchy to a lot of people. So, oh well. But Miss Laura. Miss Laura turns out to be our main character from here on out. 
the lady that we're supposed to root for, even though she is um, not really um, protagonist material. Um, like this whole film, I've been rooting for Ursula. Ursula, girl boss. Girl boss all the way. But Miss Laura, she's like living life, having lots of money. She has a son named Bobby. Um, Bobby Brown? No, just Bobby. Um, so her son's birthday is coming up. But Laura, she's like, oh my god, all this horoscope stuff is like such bullshit. Why are these girlies believing it? Nothing bad will ever happen to us. Um, so, but even so, she's still a little bit like, hmm, I'm still like a little bit aware of it because she calls her, she thinks it's all so dumb, this horoscope stuff. But even so, she herself is wary of it because her horoscope said that something bad was going to happen to her son, Bobby. And obviously any mother would be shaken up by something threatening their own child. Um, I mean, at least Laura is a good mother, even if she isn't a good person. So obviously she's like, this is very like not fun because it even said the her horoscope says even Bobby will be hurt on his before his 12th birthday. So she is like, oh my God, that's like not fun. Um, so she is doing her darndest to keep him safe up until up until his 12th birthday so she's like she's not letting him go to school now because she's like i need him somewhere where i can keep my eye on him but they get some mail packages because it's about to be his birthday and they get delivered some chocolates from someone and the nanny Bobby's nanny, she's like, oh, you can have a chocolate, but only if you finish your homework, Bobby. And Bobby's like, okay, I'll do it. So, like, Bobby is, like, doing his best to do that. But then Laura sees the box of chocolates, and she's like, hmm, who did we get those chocolates from? And the nanny's like, oh, I don't know. We just got the box now from the mail. And then Laura's like, that's, like, a little bit suspicious. Does it have, like, who it's from? Um... They check it, and no, doesn't have a return address. So they have no idea where it's from. So Laura, obviously, is... She's already suspicious, so she's like, give me those chocolates. Sorry, Bobby, but you're not eating them. And she sends them to the poison detection lab. So she gets them poison tested, and surprise, they were laced with poison. And if Bobby had even eaten one, he would have been poisoned to death in... I think they said, like, he'd die from, like, strangulation or something. (laughs) Not strangulation, but asphyxiation in three minutes from it. Because it was like a a dose to, like, kill an elephant. (laughs) So he was a tiny child. It would definitely kill him. But since Myrna's, Ursula's little poisoning plan didn't work, she's like, damn it. Now I have to, like, prepare a different thing for him. So since it's still coming up to Bobby's birthday, she still has, like, plenty of tricks in her bag to, like, pull. But now Miss Laura, she has brought the police into the matter, and she's like, oh my god, somebody's trying to kill my son. Help me. So obviously, since she's a poor defenseless woman, she's like, 
given her own detective to stay with them, like, at the house. Like, okay. Um, but Myrna is, like, Miss Ursula. She is preparing a gift for Bobby. Now, Mr. Chauffeur Guy, he is like, do we really have to harm the child? I don't want to harm the child. But since he is so whipped by Miss Ursula Georgie, he... It only takes her to be like, after this one thing, then we can run away together. And he's like, oh my god, okay. And she does it, like, very seductively. Like, girl boss, know your strength. Um, So, the little gift that she has prepared for him is, like, a little rubber ball. And it has, like, little little engravings of, um, like, elephants and stuff. It's, like, a bouncy ball. Um, And inside she put, like, an explosive. And... (laughs) Then she sealed the ball up and gave it to the chauffeur very carefully. And she's like, don't shake it at all. Now, Mr. Thing, he has to drive a car. And cars in the 30s were not exactly very gentle. The caboose was not very high off the ground, nor did it have very good um, suspension. The suspension back then. Mm. No. How could you? That's right. I'm into cars. No, I'm not. I have no idea about them. Um, but anyways, he brings the present and he's like, he bring he brings the present, but he mixes them in with the other presents that just came in in the mail. And he's like, oh my God, look at all these presents that Bobby has gotten in the mail. Um, what should we do with them, Mrs. Laura? So... Miss Laura, she, like, takes them and she puts them in Bobby's room because... But she puts them in the closet on the top shelf of Bobby's room so that he can't open them early. Um, And Bobby's room, oh my god, it's, like, so opulent. He has, like, a mini doghouse thing in it that's, like, attached to his closet door. But, like, the bottom part of the closet is like cut out so that the little hole to go into the like mini doghouse it's like a hole straight into the closet but it's like a cute little doghouse but it's like not for dogs I think it's for like it's like for play pretend and like his room is like stacked on stacked with like toys and stuff honestly probably bigger than my room not gonna lie a little bit sad about that but Mr. Bobby, he's living a good life. Um, So obviously, as any kid would, if they know where their presents are being kept, he is trying to get to his presents. So he, like, tries to climb the closet. And obviously, since since what Miss Ursula gave him is an explosive, any, like, thing that would, like... If the thing fell and hit the floor, it would explode. So they use this little scene to build a lot of tension. So while Bobby's trying to get the presents, they're all stacked precariously um, with the explosive gift on the top. Now this gift's going to blow you away. Um, So they show him trying to reach for it and just pushing the gifts. And they just show all the gifts sort of like wobbling and almost falling but not and then everything falls but that one gift the one explosive one so of course everything works out in laura's favor because she has to be the hero sadly 
Um, but then the next day comes and the poison report comes in and it's confirmed by the police that it is poison. So Miss Laura's like, oh my god, we need to get all the other presents inspected since they all came in the mail, um, just in case. So Miss Laura, she throws everything into the car and tells the chauffeur, take me to the police station, we're getting all of these inspected now. Now, obviously, the chauffeur knows about the explosive, um, and when he sees her throwing around the gifts so um, nonchalant, so cavalierly, he is obviously, like, um, sweating and stuff. So he also knows that the suspension of his car isn't that great, so when they get in the car, he's, like, sweating and, like, fumbling around with the ignition and, like, struggling to get it, and he's, like tries to turn it on and he's like oh my god I don't know why it's not starting and then Laura's like have you turned the key and then he's like oh yeah that's right that's what it is so they start going and Miss Laura she's like can you get to the station any faster um but the dude is like I'm going as fast as I can Mrs. Laura but Mrs. Laura's like no you gotta go faster but the police who have been keeping tabs on like the the happenings of Miss Laura's Beverly Mansion. Um, they have noticed this car, Mr. Chauffeur's car, going to and fro um, a location which the poison was, like, bought from. So they are suspicious of his car, so they start following him, especially when... Um, Miss Laura is in the car with them. So they start like a police chase and they're like, oh my god, be do, be do, be do, you know, um, police chase now, but police chase with an explosive in the car. So if you get too rumbly, your car's going bumbly. Um, so obviously, Mr. Chauffeur is not having a great time. He just wanted to, he just wanted to do it with Miss Ursula. I mean, who wouldn't? But he simped way too hard, so now he's in the shitter. Um, they end up going so fast, and then they end up having Laura switch cars because I think they get like to they get close enough. But then they tried to get Laura to switch cars into the police car, but she couldn't. Um, but then the the explosive. The chauffeur is obviously like, oh my god. So he just bails on the car. He, like, jumps out of the car going super fast. And Miss Laura, she, like, is like, oh shit. Um, I'm sort of, like, screwed now. And the car blows up. But Miss Laura's okay. And she's just like, oh my god, that's so insane. How did that happen? Um, so chauffeur is taking in, is taken into custody. And the police have started running reports on, like, all these people. Like... And they turn, and so then they find out that the chauffeur has been in a relationship with Miss Ursula, um, and they are doing their best to like get an image of Ursula to like know what she looks like. And then they're also like, "How did she get an explosive?" Um, so they like go to all the hardware stores and are like, "Did anybody come in here without a license or with a license to purchase explosives?" and one of the workers at, like, one of the industry stores, hardware stores, do they sell explosives at Lowe's? Probably not. Maybe at Aces. 
Um, but the dude's like, oh, yeah, I tried to tell her that she couldn't buy it without a license, but she just sweet-talked me into it. This dude, he sold explosives to a lady that didn't have a license for the explosives. What? Oh my god, this dude should be arrested. So that's how Miss Ursula got her hands on the explosives, was just because she was able to use her silver tongue to get her way out of it. I mean, again, girl boss. So they're finally able to like get faxed over like an image. Well, is it faxed? What did they do then? They did like the um the the tapping thing where they like tap over code or something. Not code. Um how did they do it? Like the electrical wires that connected the cities. They're able to get her photo through that, but then they have to let it develop. So we have like this sort of like urgency in the film, like implied that they're like trying to get it done super quickly. But then it gets resolved in like five minutes. So it's like not really a thing. But they're able to see Myrna, Miss Myrna's beautiful face. And they're like, and the main detective dude, he's like, oh my god, this is the lady that I saw when the train arrived. Because, you know, the dude recognized her and he's like, oh my god, that's her. Um, obviously, Ursula is not going to leave her business undone. But Miss Laura, Miss Laura, she's like, I need to get out of here. So I'm going to take my son and I to... A vacation, Mr. Detective, can you come with us to, like, escort us? So they get on a train to, like, go somewhere to, like, the grandma's house. Um, and they get, like, they sort of, I don't know if they, like, intentionally did it to, like, lure her out or something, but Miss Ursula gets on the train because she is going to try and get revenge on this lady anyways because miss laura she was like the head honcho of the of the mean sorority girls also when they were when the police were getting the photo they called her a half breed huh like oh my god the police the police themselves they called her a fucking half breed like oh my god that is that is something. Um, so Miss Ursula, she's now on the train with Laura and Bobby and the detective um, because she is sort of a dumb bitch. Somehow she got this far without getting caught, but she's going to get herself caught now for no good reason. So she sneaks in to Laura's cabin and start strangling her, but then Laura fights back, and then Laura's able to get to the other room and run away, but then Ursula tries to go after them, and she goes into the room that Laura had run into, but she doesn't see that there was a police officer literally standing right on the other side of it, so she is like, oh shit, dude, so she starts running, and she runs to the caboose of the train, um... And the police are like, stop, you have nowhere else to go. And then Miss Ursula, she's like, um, what do you mean? I have nowhere else to go. I have the tracks. So she jumps off the train and kills herself. 
fun. And when she jumps, there's like um, a big flash of flash of Swami's face because earlier in the film, Swami says, "If you keep doing this, I see nothing but bad omens for you." And this is the bad omen of that he was talking about her dying. Um, so yeah, that's the end. Pretty fun movie. Very camp. Miss Miss Myrnaloy, she is pro. She's a professional pro. She can do anything. I love her so much. She can play any role. I don't care that she was... Honestly, I think it makes her acting repertoire even better since she is was cast in so many roles that, like, nobody would cast the same actor's in nowadays because obviously now that the industry is more opened up we have the ability to cast um people to play the roles that are the correct like race of the roles and back in the 30s they didn't have the ability to do so because there was like no one there was like anime wong but she went to germany and did german films for a while because she ended up getting blacklisted from the U.S. Because it was horribly racist. Um, but I don't blame her. Miss Anna Mae Wong. Love her too. Um, but Miss Marinaloy, she ran this movie. She Every scene she, she was in, like, you could only root for her. Even though everything she was doing was so obviously evil. You were like, okay... She's trying to get these bitches to do some chaos, but she's just so good. Like, Myrnaloy, superb. And then it's also, once you get to hear her backstory, it's like, okay, that's actually pretty sad. Literally being denied the one thing that you've been working for and that you've been striving for your whole life and being denied it because of something that you can't even change. And then... It's even furthered by the fact that the ladies that did this to her um, didn't feel any remorse about it. Like, they didn't even, like, bat an eye. They didn't even think that it was wrong. Um, so you just root for her even more. I sort of feel like that's the theme of this film. You're rooting for for Ursula to get her cathartic ending. And I guess you do, because she does get revenge on quite a bit of these ladies and she did traumatize miss laura quite a bit so i guess you could say she won in 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 a couple of aspects um but yeah 13 women 1932 very fun movie um very short would recommend watching it if you have time um i think you can really only watch it on archive.org um so if you can watch it do it. If you want to find a new actress to, like, be obsessed with, be obsessed with Myrna Loy. It's worth it. She's an absolute doll. Um, and her later movies in the 40s with William Powell are absolute amazing pieces of work, pieces of art. Honestly, I think her films with William Powell are pinnacle of film history film history not even just film period pinnacle of drama that's what i'm gonna say um 
Myrna Loy and William Powell's films, pinnacle of drama. Period. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that's about it for this episode of Fine Wine. And join me next time so I can wine to you next time. Yeah. <laughs>